Welcome to the Best Damn Podcast. This is a production of the Boulder City Chamber of Commerce. I am your host, Jill Lagan, CEO of the Boulder City Chamber. In each episode, we will highlight what makes Boulder City, home of the Hoover Dam, the ideal place to operate your successful small business, explore world-class tourism attractions, and discover why we are the perfect place to live and unwind. On today's show, we have the pleasure of speaking with Miss Monica Preston. She is the Chief Marketing Officer of Direct Creatives. Many of you may know her from her management role on at Wells Fargo, and she is also on the Board of Directors for the Chamber as the Communications Director. And so I have to apologize. I've kind of known Miss Monica here of uh, kind of in a single Flane. I've known her so well as uh, our chambered, uh, one of our chambered board of directors, and she's been fabulous. But I didn't even realize she had kind of a multifaceted um, business expertise. And so I'm excited to learn a little bit more about what it is you do at Direct Creatives. Awesome. So welcome, Monica. Thank you. All right. So how exactly did, um, you know, this is a, an interesting profession. How exactly did you get involved in this? And um, what is very specific to your profession? What is your interest in this? So I have been a member of a business group for probably the last, I'm going to say seven years. And I originally started when I was with LuLaRoe and uh, so for direct sellers and how to pivot to start to sell online versus selling in person. And so part of that, I became a member of this paid group. It's a paid membership. And uh, I met a couple of, of gals in it and we kind of have clicked. And then about three years ago, there was an opportunity that presented ourselves to purchase direct creatives uh, from the founder. And so we did that. We're coming into our third year. And ironically enough, we're just starting to take off a little bit. So. I love it. Uh, so in uh, some of the information I was reading as I was trying to, to learn a little bit more about this, um, I read the statement, uh, other critical tools related to their online social presence. And I initially read that as online social pressure. And I thought, <laughs> yeah, kind of the same yeah. thing, right? <laughs> I think for many of us who the um, any of our social media realms are somewhat of an unknown and can be a little daunting. Yes. And so I'm sure for many new business owners, it is a lot of pressure trying to figure this out. So uh, having that social presence is your expertise and how you make sure that those people have that knowledge. And so I find this fascinating. I, I'm going onto your website, which is directcreatives.com. I did a little bit of studying on some of the different programs you guys have, and you have a lot to offer. Yeah. And so who exactly, who is your client? Who do you target? So it's it's interesting because we have two, really. Um, the first one being our store owner uh, ideal avatar, which is going to be someone who is either a small business owner themselves or a direct seller, really. So that any of your home-based type of businesses with, um, you know, Scentsy or um, Pampered Chef or those types of, of um of, of businesses. And so we uh, we we have store owners who basically have used their own digital assets, graphics, checklists, anything that they've used to help their specific um, business thrive. And they use those to monetize onto our website. So think of direct creatives kind of like a, like an Etsy, but only for digital products or digital services. I, I think that's fabulous. And I can imagine that it probably makes it um, a little more 
cost effective uh, in your in your realm. You're not trying to worry about people shipping things out and yes. does that that yep. takes that whole element out of it. And I think that's fabulous. It does, and it does that for the business owners too. They can literally monetize what's already sitting there on their computer and offer it to somebody else who might not have the expertise for graphic design or might not have the the expertise to put together a hostess packet or um, something of that nature. Yes, I didn't even realize some of the features that you offer. I didn't even realize I needed them until I looked at it and saw, mm -hmm. oh shoot, yeah, I do need fonts and I, that is important. Yeah. I should be paying attention to that. So um, I think that's fabulous. And I'm sure that you have plenty of people who are looking to your expertise on those things. So what is, um, what is it about this that makes this such a, a, a fabulous opportunity and, and why is it your favorite thing to do? So I, uh, home-based sales, direct sales, sales has had a, what's what I'm looking for? They've had a, um, a thing about them where a lot of people that are in that industry tend to build, uh, burn out their warm market. Mm -hmm. on social media. They put a lot of uh, selling type of posts and buy with me, come, you know, I have this to offer you all on their social media. And so what Direct Creatives does is it, it builds a um, database of things that people can go to and buy already made items. So they don't have to be that way. They don't have to think about how can I do this in a way that um, that burns out my warm market. And so they can go in, they can purchase the graphics, they can purchase party packages and and deliver it right then and there. They don't have to think about it. And so from a from an owner standpoint, we're really trying to change that mindset of direct sales from the inside out. So instead of having to go in and say, you know, send messages to your friends, you know, hey, I've got this or I have 20 20 pieces of jewelry that I need to sell by the month end. That's no way to really sell to your customers. And so as you think about um, how do we change that, it's providing graphics, providing a template. It's providing things for them that they don't have to do that. They can actually be more effective on their own channels. Yeah, it sounds like it gives them the opportunity to really dive into what they do well. Yes. And what you don't do so well. For sure. Leave to the experts. Yeah. And uh, I can imagine that um, it's quite a loop. Yep. Right. So maybe what they sell is something that somebody else, it's almost its own little networking group yes. as a clearinghouse for finding all this information. You got it. And then the other, um, the other ideal client that we have is the customer. So those are the people that don't make, don't have the knowledge or the experience to uh, put together graphics that stand out on social media. And so then you've got those folks that come to our website and look for those tools and resources. Yes. I love that. You know, I had noted in doing uh, my research that uh, you, you had said that email marketing is um, the best way to connect with customers. Sure. Yeah. And I, I don't know that I would have believed that before mm -hmm. until I really started getting into some of your um, your statement that social media is rented land. Yeah. And you I never thought, thought about that. I never thought about it that way. Right? But you're exactly right. That's excellent yeah. way to think. It's somebody else's website that we're given authority to use by the terms and conditions that we agree to, we check that little box and nobody thinks about, I don't have control over my contacts. Wait, I don't have control over when they see something, how they see it. It's all algorithm based. When you think about email marketing, you're collecting data, you're collecting followers, you're collecting a community. You own all of that. 
If you leave that email provider, you download your email contacts, you move to the next email provider. So they're yours, you have them, you own them. So email marketing for no matter who you're talking to is probably one of the best ways to market to your customers. Most efficient, they're absolutely listening and they're paying attention. And they're engaged and they've opted in to hear your message. Right. And so how do you build that database? How do you build that group? That's a great question. One of the easiest ways to do that is with what we call a lead magnet. So offering something of value to people either through um, through social marketing for the most part. So through a, a, a public Facebook page um, and then also using it at events. You know, if you if you go to an event, have a QR code that leads someone to uh, be able to access a a lead magnet that's free that's valuable and gets them interested in what you have to say. So note to self, I need to let my communications director know that we need to do some- Good idea. Some magneting, <laughs> if that's a Good word. Good idea. So um, one of my favorite things to ask people is, what was your aha moment in, in building your businesses and kind of getting yourself together um, and putting all of this work into an effort into this website? What did you, have you had an aha moment? Have you had something that you've realized, oh, that makes a lot of sense and it's all, it's all making sense now? Yeah, I, I think one of the biggest ones, and it, it actually has just come recently, and I think that's anything to do with uh, a business that's, that's just starting out. You know, we, wor we literally worked from the ground up. We didn't have any, um, we didn't have anything really. I mean, we were given kind of a, um, a set of customers, so we were able to pull from and we kind of already had the website established. But you really don't see you don't see the fruits of your labor for probably close to three years. And that's really the way it is with any business is if you make it three years, you're going to make it. And so we just recently have started to see a lot of our store owners actually make back their investment in, in our, in our business. And so they pay a, an annual fee or they pay a monthly fee to be part of this website. And uh, just recently, we've had a couple of our store owners that have uh, launched some really successful subscription services right through our website. And so they've made back their money plus some. And so when you start to think about the coaching that we offer in our group, we have a, a, a store owner membership group. And that's the one thing that sets us apart is from Etsy or from a creative market is we actually provide coaching to our business owners, how to, uh, how to make your listings be optimized on the website or on, you know, in the interwebs, how do you market your products? What kind of ideal client are you looking for? All of those things are provided by us as part of their membership and no other marketplace does that. And so, you know, you, you do that forever and it feels like forever. We've been doing that for the last two and a half years. And it's like, we finally have just started to see some of that that um, that time and energy that we've been putting into our store owners come to fruition with them being so successful. So I'd have to say it was that. So my aha moment in learning more about you is that all these years that you've been on the board of directors, you've actually been using me um, as one of your test markets for coaching. <laughs> and so I hope at some point well, I might know, pass. Right? <laughs> you know, hopefully there's some ROI in there for you. Yes. It's only been 20 years, but we'll <laughs> we'll keep trying. Uh, maybe one day I'll graduate. And so uh, when you guys were, well, first of all, who is your business partner? I know you have a partner. I do. Uh, her name's Carrie Hollis, and she actually uh, started in, in LuLaRoe as well. And uh, ironically enough, we've only met once. Uh, we do Zoom calls uh, as, as often as we need to. and um, But yeah, we've only met once. 
And so we talk on the phone, we do Zoom calls, you know, we're in groups together, we message each other almost daily. Um, and so it's it's very it's been very interesting to be able to forge this relationship and partnership all across the interwebs. So even before COVID forced us all to do yeah. that, you know, this was something you had already yep. had in place. Yeah. Isn't that interesting that yep. it was a kind of a foolproof, pandemic-proof business to it, have started? And ironically enough, we started it right in 2020. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. And so I think that that's, um, that kind of speaks to the creativity that evolved through COVID, right? Yes. And through the pandemic, we saw a lot of creativity. We've we've even noted that, you know, just with our Spring Jam applications mm -hmm. in the handmade section, we were sold out very quickly. Yes. And I see that from the development of people being able to get online, doing these businesses, working from home, finding creative ways and solutions and wanting to now turn that into a business. And so this is a fabulous way to to be able to help these people who number one may not have a job anymore maybe are looking, or maybe they just found a, a creative outlet that they didn't even know they had, and now they get to share that with all of us. And so um, kind of a blessing in disguise, right? Exactly. And it's it's really created an avenue of additional income that's passive for these store owners. So it's not something they have to 100% focus on. It, it's it, They have control over it. And so if they're if their direct sales business or if their, um, you know, other businesses that they're involved in go sideways, they've got an extra stream of income that's coming in from selling these digital products that they wouldn't have had if they wouldn't have, have put it onto the onto the website. That's fabulous. Yeah. So where do you find those people? Where do you find the direct sellers to be on your site? So we have a lot of, uh, we're in a lot of groups on Facebook, a lot of um, business, small business types of groups. And so we engage in those groups. We don't sell. Um, but we engage, we ask questions, we answer questions. Um, we have connections through um, through the the uh, business mentor that we've been connected with. And it's just, it's really being active in groups. And it's not that, hey, we have this website, come sell with us. It's providing value. It's, it's, it's making comments on questions that people are genuinely asking. Um, Canva, we're in a Canva group. Really? We've gotten a couple people from Canva because they're graphic designers and they're looking to sell their products. And there's not a lot of places that offer that. In fact, we're the only multi-vendor marketplace where people can sell digital products. I think that's fabulous. Yeah. Wow. Very good. Yep. Well, congratulations for filling a gap there. Thank you. That's great. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about who is the Monica? Tell us a little <laughs> more about you. Uh, what actually was your first job? So my very first job was working at uh, Sparrows, and we actually have identified that there is one inside Railroad Pass. Uh, we're pretty excited, actually, because it's it's actually a good good place to eat. But uh, 20, hmm, how old am I? 30 years ago, I started at Sparrows in Fresno, California. So that was my first job. So we'll pretend that it was 20 years ago. That's <laughs> right. great. I like that. Yeah. And so from that and, and from um, working in that business, in that realm, I know that's where you met Jacob. Yes. Yep. That's where I met my husband. So I guess that's one of the good things that happened. Um, but, you know, I think what really stood out to me in that in that job was the service aspect of it and the customer service and how important it is to uh, make sure that everybody Everybody is treated uniquely because everybody expects something that's different. And that's probably one of the most biggest challenges in the service industry. Yes, I loved it. And I, um, I, I noted uh, the way, kind of the way you described it is you almost need to take each of those experiences 
and then take the whole of that. You can't, you know, not one customer service experience is going to be the answer for everything, right? Exactly. Um, which I find fascinating because sometimes when you're putting your business plans together, you think, okay, this is going to be our customer service plan and this is how we're going to do it and everyone's going to buy into this. But really, each experience is somewhat different. You have to learn from each. Yeah, it's very abstract when you think about it. You know, someone says, oh, yeah, they, got, they gave great service. Well, what does that look like? Because it might look different to the next person. Right. And you have to learn that and know that in order to be able to make changes in your service experience that you give to your customers. Right. I, I really appreciate that statement. So um, what, what, what has been the scariest moment in your professional career? So to be honest, it was giving a speech for the chamber. <laughs> I knew this was coming. I knew this was coming. Uh, I was an incoming, pre uh, outgoing president, I think is what it was. And um, I, I, my, I, my real job, my day job is a facilitator and I can stand up in front of people and talk all day long. Not a problem. Teach them whatever they need to know. But when it comes to speeches, mm. I, I literally like get tears in my eyes. and want to cry. It's the weirdest thing. So yeah, that was the scariest moment. I think it's a little bit easier now um, because most people that, you know, have attended installation know who I am. But uh, yeah, that was the scariest moment. I find that fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> and now I realize that she was probably hating me the entire time she was writing that speech, but, but you did so well. Well, and it's good to jump out of your comfort zone, right? Because if you don't, then you're going to get up there and cry every time. And that's no fun either. So, uh, no, I appreciate the opportunity because it's, it's allowed me to get more comfortable doing it in front of people. Well, that's great. And uh, like I said, you did a fabulous job. So that's wonderful. So can you share what's um, something that you do on in your free time as if you have any? Oh, geez. <laughs> I know. I keep I keep like entering all these different businesses. I'm like, okay, calm down, Monica. Back off a little bit. Um, I love bowling. Oh. And I don't know if you knew that about me. I, uh, I've been on some leagues and I'm excited to pick up a couple leagues that are coming back in. I was asked the other night if I ever had bowled at Boulder Bowl and I had not. Oh, goodness. Um, but it's an interesting little... The balls actually come back on top, like on the side of the lanes. You can see them come back on the ball return. Isn't that nifty? It's so, so cool. I thought that's all that you had because I, of course, right. raised in yeah, Florida yeah. and raised her. And uh, that was the only alley I'd ever played on. So when it disappeared and then never came up and then all of a sudden was right next to me, it was a little ner unnerving. Right. So I'm and here I am to... seeing a ball come back the other way that's not supposed to go that way. Yes. But yeah. It so, was very cool. Yeah. And and we do love Boulder Bowl. It's got such history. And it really is. It's like super vintage. It is probably one of the most coolest places I've ever been into. I'm super grateful for Pepper Combs and, and making sure that yeah. that stayed alive. And we're excited to learn more about um, uh, the new ownership. So it's awesome. What a great, um, another great little thing here in Boulder City. Yeah. So um, I know you also have a coffee blog. And yes. So can you share us a little, a little bit more with us? So I, I, I'm a huge coffee fan. I, uh, I do have a, a coffee blog. I do that on the side too. Uh, that's become more of a, a hobby than you know a main a main thing. But um, yeah, I go to I go to little coffee places, new coffee places, and uh, you know write up a little review of what I think. But I love finding great coffee. I love finding little holes in the wall. Uh, I bypass Starbucks. I tend to not go there, but um, I absolutely love the little cafes. It's like the Dam Roast House, and um, we've got the company store, Boulder City Company Store. They're great little places, and they've got some great coffee. So, It's true. Yeah. And I know that uh, I, I don't drink coffee personally, 
which is the irony in that is my father had a coffee roasting plant I that know. I worked at daily. But uh, so I know a lot about coffee and green beans and the coffee futures, and I enjoy all of it. It's very fascinating, really. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just uh, I don't particularly drink it. So I love to hear other people's comments. Mm-hmm. And I also love to hear about some of the different restaurants and how they're, you know, they're doing the right thing. I do you remember Scratch House when Scratch House yes, was open. Charles Lawson yes. had Scratch House, and he made a major investment in the equipment that he put in there for the um, the coffee bar. And uh, so now Cornish Pasty is doing that, and I hear yes. great things about their coffee. I'm like, well, what about the pasties? That's right. what we're supposed to be talking. <laughs> those are about. good. As, those are good too, aren't they? Though it's a crazy. Uh, the coffee industry is so interesting, and I've learned so much when I when I started this blog. I actually have gone gone to drinking straight black coffee, which I never thought I would ever. But when you find good coffee, you can't taint it with cream and sugar. Oh, and I <laughs> used to sneak dad's coffee that had the cream and sugar in it. And I'm like, oh, man, this is great. Give me more sugar. So uh, we have a new gentleman in town named Brandon Smith, and he also is a coffee roaster. I would love to nice. introduce you. He just recently moved here and yeah, yeah. Uh, got to learn a little bit more about him, and he's uh, very interesting. So I'll make sure that we introduce you. Local roasters are awesome. There's a there's a couple here in town that are pretty amazing. I had one that um, he used to deliver to my door. Oh wow! And then he's now at, at some of the, the farmers markets. So I'd love to I'd love to meet a fresh roaster. And so um, my business coach, my podcast coach, Howard Fox, he happens to also be a huge coffee connoisseur and roasts no his kidding. own green beans in his home. Wowza. So, yes. I've met another one. This is exciting. Isn't it great? And so um, one of my favorite things to ask people is what book are you reading right now? Okay. So this might surprise a lot of people. I don't read. I can read. I absolutely can read. And I I will force myself to read a book. Um, I have read one of Gary Vaynerchuk's books and probably because he uses very colorful language, which I blazed through that book in probably about six hours. What am I reading right now? I'm not reading anything. I'm listening to uh, Michelle Obama's book, Becoming, on audiobooks. And uh, again, that's taken me uh, a chunk of time to go through because I don't listen very often. But I tend to go for like smaller articles, quick reads, uh, follow blog posts, other blog posts on different things. Um, so I'm 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 sad that I don't read, but I end up like you know drifting off to La La Land when I, when I do read. But the smaller ones catch my attention a lot better. I find it fascinating too that some of the things you like to read is really more work related, profession yes. related. Yeah. Yet it's still your passion for your downtime too. Yep. And so um, I realize that people say you need to have balance, but. It ha- it tends to be my focus mm-hmm. as well. I would I would much rather be part of a business book club, um, yep. which I am, versus um, you know, uh, Fabio book reading. <laughs> yeah, no, those are not not my thing at all. It has not caught my attention. Maybe as I get older, I suppose, but um, older than now because <laughs> that's that's a long time for now. But uh, I am super excited that we've had this time to yeah, visit with you. It's been great. This Thanks been for having great. me. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us that we need to know that who Monica is or uh, anything about creative directives that you'd like us to know more about? You can find us on directcreatives.com and you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest under right. the same handle. Excellent. So much, so much. I really appreciate it. It's been great having you. Thank you so much. This has been a production of the Boulder City Chamber of Commerce. You can find the Best Damn Podcast on your favorite podcast directories, as well as online at bouldercitychamber.com. Like us and share on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
Until next time, discover, explore, and unwind in Boulder City.